Hey there, everybody. This is David, back again with another episode of Blood and Fire Radio Podcast. We're doing a themed episode, and um, this one, I know I'm a week late with it, but um, this one took a little bit of time to put together, and really the the biggest reason why I am late with this episode is because it was my kid's fourth birthday last weekend. Uh, The party was last weekend, at least, so uh, I was busy, you know, making his cake that he wanted me to make him, and just doing the preparations for that, and celebrating and all that, so... Back on track this week and uh, ready to hammer this one out. We're doing a thrash episode. I know thrash is not everyone's cup of tea, but I love thrash. I've already done one thrash episode uh, way back, and um, I've done a couple of new wave of British heavy metal episodes and stuff like that. I mean, you've you've heard the themed episodes in the past, but I've only done the one thrash one, and. I wanted to do another uh, bit of an expanded episode because thrash songs are typically pretty short so instead of 13 songs there are 16 songs on this episode and I also open the episode with a uh, classic band and I close the episode with a classic band but everything in between is pretty much newer um, bands because with the resurgence of thrash kind of in the mid 2000s um, like 2004 or five around there, thrash kind of came back, uh, you know, into uh, into popularity, and um, this newer wave of thrash bands out there is actually really good. And um, I just kind of wanted to showcase some of those those bands. And there's a Facebook group actually that I'm a part of now that is just called the New Wave of uh, of Thrash Metal. And it's literally every day there's people posting YouTube videos and links to things from different bands, most of which I've never even heard of. But then I I check them out, and it's just really cool. They're not doing anything particularly inventive. Um, It's just good thrash, and just these younger bands are doing such a good job of it. So I just kind of wanted to showcase some of the ones that I have uh, come to like in recent months. So... But as I said, we're going to start things off with a more classic uh, band here. This band's from Toronto, Canada. They existed from 83 to 93, and then they reformed in uh, 2006, and they're still listed as active now, although they haven't really done anything since 2009. The band is Sacrifice, and I love Sacrifice. I've played them on a couple of occasions in the past, and um, their classic stuff, really my my favorite record of theirs is uh, Soldiers of Misfortune, and uh, Apocalypse Inside from 1993 is, is a great record as well. That was actually their last one before they disbanded. Um, but yeah, they reformed in 06, and they spent a few years just kind of playing shows and slowly but surely piecing together some material. And then they released this album in uh, in July of 2009. The album's called The Ones That I Condemn. And... Um, it's their fifth album overall, and as I said, it's their first one since 93, and this came out on Marquee Records, and uh, man, is this a good record. Um, the vocals sound exactly the same, his voice has not uh, aged one bit, and they just kind of came out all guns blazing, and um, this is one of the strongest albums of their whole discography, and after such a long, long time away, um, it's 13 years between albums, they just did not skip a beat, and the production's great, the cover art is really striking as well, just an interesting cover art for a thrash band, but, um, but yeah, they, they were one of those bands that I always felt was underappreciated in their heyday, and, uh, I think they still are, really, but, um, 
this album is just a, a, a real gem of an album that I think didn't really get a ton of attention when it came out, but it deserves it. So this one is hands down my favorite tune off of it. I practice this one all the time. It's really straightforward, but it's just a fun song to drum. So here we go off of the ones that I condemn. This is Sacrifice with The Great Wall. <laughs> Yeah. 
Alright. While that's fading down, that was Sacrifice with The Great Wall. That's a really great record. Um, I hope they're not done. I mean, they're still listed as active, but they haven't done anything since this album in 2009, so hopefully they're still doing something. Uh, we're going to jump to a local band here out of Texas in the old USA. This band's been around since 2013. Um, I've played shows with this band uh, and just been there as a fan on multiple occasions to see them play. The band is Chemicost. And... Um, Really good group of dudes, um, super nice, and they do some mean covers in their uh, in their live sets. They do uh, some good Exodus covers and such, um, but their original material is really strong as well, and they released their debut. They put out an EP first. I want to say that came out in maybe 2016, 2015, 16, uh, but they finally released their debut full length in January of 2018. It's called Unleashed Upon This World, and that came out on Dark Rituals Records. And um, only recently is it on Spotify. I had been checking because um, for whatever reason I haven't uh, uh, come across a physical copy of the album like to purchase it yet. But um, I had been checking Spotify to see if it had been on there just so I could listen to it while I'm working and stuff like that. And uh, it hadn't been, but uh, recently I saw that it's finally up there. But they have some great... Great, uh, you know, Ed Repka uh, cover art, that classic, you know, like Death, Leprosy, and old Megadeth albums and stuff like that style of, of uh, art. So it's definitely, uh, just from the cover, you can tell this is a, a very pure thrash album, and um, I really dig Ernie's voice as well. He's the uh, bass player and vocalist, and uh, he kind of has a lower voice, and um, I really dig it, but they're they're... Their strong point, like the record is good, but um, if you're ever if you're ever in Dallas, Texas, um, you should see them live because they're they're excellent live, very high energy. But um, but anywho, off of their debut, unleashed upon this world, this is Chemicost with Human Sacrifice. They're animals. You, if if you've ever seen lions devour meat. That's what I thought. That's what it was like. It was, it was the, the blood was was splattered all over. And, and and then you look around and then you just say, how could people do this to somebody else? How could you do that? Sacrifice rituals in blood 
Chemicost from right here in Dallas with Human Sacrifice. Um, yeah, they're a great thrash band, and uh, their drummer Ron is a really kind of old school, uh, really good drummer. He does this cool little thing um, where he just kind of does this little like kind of doubled little skip on uh, on his ride cymbal um, instead of just keeping a straightforward, you know, uh, straightforward typical thrash beat he'll kind of throw in these little these little skips with the ride symbol and it's just a nice little touch something different um kind of he overuses it a little bit just a little bit but um but but i think it's a really nice touch but uh, we're going to keep it in texas here this is a band that i honestly am not uh much of a fan of and they're not bad I, they've just never really stood out much to me but Given the recent circumstances, I figured I should kind of pay tribute here. We're going to keep it in Texas, in Dallas, no less. Local band, um, been around since 2008. The band is Power Trip, and uh, they have been in the news quite a bit lately because um, their singer, Riley Gale, recently passed away at a very young age. Um, I want to say he was like 31 or something like that. Um, they haven't released what happened, but... Um, it's never good when somebody that young passes away. Um, so yeah, there's been no word on what the band is going to do. Um, from from all accounts, he's such a uh, strong front man that it seems like an almost impossible task to replace him. Uh, even if you did on the records, you know, uh, the, the band as a whole kind of revolves around him uh, in a live setting as well, so it's just kind of, uh, I don't know how you replace a, a guy like that, a front man like that, but we'll see what happens, but uh, but yeah, like I said, they've, you know, they never stood out a ton to me musically, but I, I do respect them quite, quite a bit because they've uh, become quite popular, and they've done so because of the work that they've put in. Um, they have toured a lot and played a ton of shows, Big shows, small shows, they've just hopped on every tour they could get on, and uh, they've really won over uh, their fan base, just one fan at a time, playing all these different shows, and and uh, so yeah, it's uh, they definitely have my respect for that. Um, it's reminiscent of uh, cattle decapitation back in the day, like the mid-2000s. I was never a fan, but I respected them because they were on every tour, and uh, my old band, Obsidian Throne, we would hop on... Um, on like national shows that were coming through and we would just kind of uh, be the local opener and stuff like that and cattle decapitation was on every tour it was for uh, like a three-year span there it was crazy but uh, definitely respectable nonetheless but but yeah so uh, definitely tragic to lose a front man uh, of that caliber and lose him so young and so unexpectedly so definitely a, a sad story there but I'm going to play something off of their second album, uh, it's their most recent one. I believe they've done a couple of one-off like singles um, since this album has come out, so there is still some newer, newer material than this that's out there, but this is their newest uh, full length. So, album's called Nightmare Logic, came out in February of 2017 on Southern Lord Recordings. And this is a, a pretty hyper one here, pretty frenzied, fast one, so here we go. 
R.I.P. Riley Gale. This is Power Trip with Firing Squad. was Power Trip with Firing Squad off of their album Nightmare Logic. We're going to jump to uh, Chile, and uh, this band's been around since 2013. I had heard of them and never checked out their stuff, and it wasn't until somebody had shared um, a YouTube video of, uh, of some of their stuff on that uh, Facebook group that I was talking about, that new wave of thrash um, Facebook group that I finally gave it a listen and thought it was actually pretty damn cool. So I had heard of the label that they're on as well because they're they're kind of known for releasing uh, 
just straight up thrash albums and stuff. So, um, the label is Unspeakable Axe Records. Uh, the band is called Critical Defiance, and uh, they released their debut album in February of last year. It remains their only release so far. It's called Misconception. And, uh, yeah, I'm not going to sit here and pretend that I'm sort of an expert on this band, because I am not. I'm still pretty new to their stuff, but uh, I have listened to this album. It's the you know it's easy to get caught up when it comes to this band's stuff, because this is the only thing that they have. So, <laughs> But it's pretty good, so uh, I enjoyed it a lot, so I decided, what the hell, let's play it. So, so here we go, off of the album Misconception from Chile. This is Critical Defiance with Pursuit of Chaos. Let's go! 
right, that was Critical Defiance from Chile with Pursuit of Chaos. Really good solo in that song. Um, okay, we're going to jump to uh, Norway. This band's been around since 2012. This uh, is another one that kind of falls under the category of bands that I've heard of and then just kind of slacked on uh, checking them out. But I really like this album. Um, the band is called Inculter, and they released their second album called Fatal Visions in April of last year on Edged Circle Productions, and it's just, um, it's not quite black metal enough to be like an aura noir, where it's kind of that that blackened thrash, but it's, uh, it's still a pretty filthy style of thrash, like especially vocally, and just the production suits it very well uh, as well, so it's kind of a somewhat lo-fi, dirty production with just kind of a nasty vocal over it and um, I like it it's just really rough around the edges but it just suits suits the music perfectly and um, it's a really good record the debut is decent but I, I like this one a lot better um, so yeah this is a band that I, I've grown to like very much so here we are off of the album Fatal Visions from Norway this is Inculter with Through Relic Gates
That was Inculter from Norway, finishing with some uh, high tempo there. Um, I really like the bass work in that song, and on that album in general, it's one of those things where it's not a bass tone that really uh, stands out and demands attention, but if, if you're if you're focused in on it and listening to what the bass is doing, uh, it's, I like it's not doing anything super technical, but I just kind of like the choices that he's making with his bass lines. But anyways, we're gonna go to uh, back to the USA, out of California, not the Bay Area, but out of Los Angeles. This band existed from 03 to uh, 2013. I think they are uh, no more um, at this point, anyways. Who knows if they'll, you know, get back together. But the band is Hexen, and uh, they only have two records. I'm going to play something off of their first record because, to me, it's it's the better of the two. It just has more memorable songs to me. But um, the debut is called State of Insurgency, and it came out in August of 2008 on Old School Metal Records. With a label like that, you know it's got to be good. Um, but I like their stuff. It, it has a, you know, pretty modern kind of slick production but um the music to me is very reminiscent of like more uh recent um sodom records like the last especially their last full length um decision day it's kind of melodic and and more of a mid-tempo headbanging kind of uh, pace of course there's plenty of fast tunes and stuff on the record as well but um to me what makes this debut special is just the variety of tempos and things uh within the songs but but yeah, this one is a great kind of headbanger. Um, I, I do try to vary up the tempos um, throughout this episode. I didn't want to just play 16 songs of just straight up like balls to the wall, fast, you know, relentless thrash. That would just kind of be turn into white noise after a while. So got to mix things up with the tempos. So here's a nice uh, mid, mid-paced headbanger for you guys. So off of State of Insurgency, this is Hexen with Mutiny and Betrayal.
All right. That was a great one. That was Hexen with Mutiny and Betrayal. Definitely feels like it could have come off of the last Sodom record, um, which I actually really liked, um, not to deviate from Hexen, the band we just listened to, and, and talk about Sodom. But, but yeah, a lot of people were psyched whenever whenever Tom pretty much fired his entire band and then got old Frank Blackfire back on guitar and a couple of other different members to make it a four-piece again. And and they're pretty psyched about uh, what's going to happen with the next Sodom record, but in my, in my mind, I was like thinking they were doing great. <laughs> like, I thought their last several records were really strong, so I don't really see why everybody's so psyched that he fired the guys that wrote these great records, but whatever. We'll see what happens. All right, we're going to jump to the Netherlands here. This is a band that uh, I was not aware had stopped. It's like, well, they didn't stop. They changed their name, but I thought they were still active. So um, evidently they existed from 2013 up until this year under the name Distillator. And um, I had heard of Distillator and heard some of their stuff before. Um, it's been well, it was, it was probably off of this record, actually, because this, this record came out in 2017, so it was probably something off of this that I had heard originally. But uh, but yeah, I forget what they're changing their name to, but they're kind of changing their sound, expanding their sound. They kind of feel like they're going to be adding too many like new elements into their sound to still use the name Distillator. They didn't think it would be right, so they're changing the name, but they're forging on um, with the same lineup and all that, so... But anyways, um, they, I'm going to play something off of their second album, so they only have two full lengths anyways, so... Second album came out in uh, May of 2017, it's called Summoning the Malicious, and that came out on Empire Records, and it's just uh, very kind of loud, um, kind of full brick wall job with the, with the mastering, you know, it's just everything's turned up to 11... And slick production, and very precise and fast, and it's just kind of, uh, you know, noteworthy for its very kind of precise guitar work and stuff like that. So it's 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 a definite modern thrash album um, through and through. I don't know why so many thrash bands these days really want a pristine, perfect, slick production. Um, I just think it takes away so much from, from the music, but um, they just want every little nuance to be heard crystal clear and very loud and all that so that's just what they want i guess but uh this is a prime example of modern thrash right here so off of the album summoning the malicious this is distillator with mechanized existence
That was Distillator from the Netherlands with Mechanized Existence. We're going to jump back to the USA here uh, out of Portland, Oregon. And I admit I thought that this band was out of California. So this was kind of news to me that they were out of Oregon. Um, This band is one that's been around since 99. And it's one that I always, in my head, thought was like a kind of a punk thrash like kind of hardcore crossover kind of thrash that I'm just not really big on that style the suicidal tendencies and stuff like that 
Uh, municipal waste is is one that is kind of an exception. Um, I just think they're just kind of fun <laughs> and entertaining. But for the most part, I'm not a fan of that kind of crossover thrash. And I thought for sure that this band was that, and they are not. That's kind of news to me, and in checking out some of their stuff uh, recently, I'm like, whoa, okay, this is actually really cool, and I've been missing out on listening to this band for, for a lot of years now. <laughs> and the band is Toxic Holocaust, and um, I think it's because there's just a lot of just the logo and the bright colors that they use and the bleach blonde hair, um, you know, front man. And um, they just have a strange look and style to their stuff, to their merch, their album covers and everything. And it just didn't look like a, a serious, like proper thrash band to me. So that's why I shouldn't uh, judge a book by its cover, I guess, because the music is actually pretty damn cool. So... I'm going to play something off of their fourth album. They do have six overall, um, full lengths at least. There's some other uh, releases peppered in there in between the full lengths. But I'm going to play something off the fourth album, which is called Conjure and Command. came out in July of 2011 on Relapse Records. And uh, this one is a pretty nasty sounding record. I like it a lot. There's, uh, there's a real kind of aggressive, you know, grungy edge to it. But... Um, but yeah, I, I can't say much about this song. I do like the song, um, but I am, like I said, I'm pretty new to getting into this band because I missed out for so long. But um, so yeah, I'm still kind of figuring out what their, what my favorite songs and favorite albums are uh, of theirs. So uh, so yeah, talk to me in another month or two, and I might have a different uh, story as far as what my favorite record is of theirs or whatever. But. But for now, I'm playing this. So, off of Conjure and Command, this is Toxic Holocaust with Agony of the Damned.
Portland, Oregon. That was Toxic Holocaust with Agony of the Damned. Um, I really like that song. There's elements of like incantation in there, which is odd. I mean, obviously, incantation is a pretty primitive death metal band, but um, there's just certain elements to the slower sections of that song that remind me of some of the slower sections of uh, of incantation tunes. But anywho, we're gonna jump to Berlin, Germany. Here, um, this band's been around since 2011. I'm gonna play something off of their second record. The band is called Space Chaser, and uh, they actually just released a, uh, a split album, I think, I don't know if it was this year or 2019, but I think it was with uh, Distillator, actually, now that I think about it. I could be wrong about that, but I think it was with Distillator. But anyways, I'm going to play something off of the second full length. The band is called Space Chaser. Second full length is called Dead Sun Rising, and they have some pretty comical, you know, I guess I mean that kind of literally... It looks like a comic uh, <laughs> cover art, and um, it just, I don't know, the name struck me as interesting, and that's really the only thing that prompted me to check out the band, and uh, in addition to, you know, lots of people on that uh, Facebook group kind of uh, singing their praises, so I gave it a listen, and I ended up liking it quite a bit. Um, really good guitar work, and uh, just a damn good tune, this one I'm about to play, so... Again, the record's called Dead Sun Rising. That came out in uh, October of 2016 on This Charming Man Records, which is an interesting label name. But uh, yeah, this is a really strong tune. So here we go from Germany. This is Space Chaser with The Harbinger.
Space Chaser with the Harbinger. I think the thing that I like most about that is uh, the vocals. Um, although kind of operatic vocals with thrash is not always a good mix, but uh, I think I like this guy's voice because he reminds me of the singer of uh, Attacker. And I've played Attacker probably three three or four times on, on older episodes, um, and it's just a, such a great band. But yeah, the vocals remind me of that guy quite a bit. <laughs> so I think that's why I dig that song so much. Or that band, rather. Um, we're going to keep things in Germany here. This band's been around since 2009, and it's probably kind of one of my favorite of these kind of new school uh, thrash bands because they, while they're German, they don't really have much of that German thrash sound. Like, they don't sound like a Destruction or Creator to me. 
they kind of, while they do have kind of a grittier edge to the vocals, uh, they still do those kind of chanted like gang vocals, which uh, to me is more common with Bay Area stuff, uh, especially Exodus. I think Exodus was kind of a, you know, a, a pioneer uh, of that with, with thrash metal at least, and they still do that in their albums. But, um, but yeah, they kind of do that in the chorus of this song. The band is called Traitor. And I uh, really love the cover art, the name of this album. Um, it just really struck me, and that's what prompted me to check it out in the first place. But um, I have checked out all their albums since then. And, uh, yeah, they're just really consistently good, and um, they've just they found their style, and they nail it. It's, it's kind of a blend of, of a German sound and a Bay Area American sound, and um, they just do it really well. So um i'm gonna play something off of their third record which is called knee deep in the dead and that came out in april of 2018 on violent creek records this one i suppose could be a bit of a nod to destruction because of course destruction had the whole concept of the mad butcher and they use the mad butcher still in their you know uh, album art and just little merch designs and stuff like that he's become kind of their their vic rattlehead you know so um instead of the mad butcher this tune is uh, similarly named, so here we go, off of Knee Deep in the Dead, this is Trader with Mad Dictator. <laughs>
Alright, that was Traitor from Germany with Mad Dictator. If anything, you know, they don't sound like, you know, the typical German bands, but to me, if anything, they sound more like Sacrifice from Canada, who we just played at the at the beginning of this episode. Um, they definitely have, have that vibe going with their style. Um, okay, we're going to go to Austria here. This is an interesting one. It's kind of the least thrashy of all the songs that I'm going to play on the episode. It's it's interesting. It's slower, and it's pretty weird with the vocals as well, but it does pick up um, mid-song and kind of get fast and thrashy, but uh, it's kind of all over the place, and it doesn't really stick to a, a thrash template, but... It's a definitely uh, interesting song, an interesting release by this band, so I decided what the hell, I will include it. So, band is called Death Storm, and I'm going to play something off of this EP called The Gallows EP. And uh, they ended up releasing something called Storming the Gallows in June of 2015, which is kind of a compilation of sorts of some of the songs off of the Gallows EP and some other ones off of maybe their demo. I'm not even sure where the other songs came from for this compilation. But um, this release came out kind of in between their first and second full lengths. Uh, I believe they only have two full lengths uh, at the moment. But um, but yeah, this one kind of bridged the gap between the two. And uh, some really interesting stuff on this compilation. But uh, yeah, this one stuck out to me. It's just kind of being all over the place and <laughs> weird, but kind of in a good way. So I decided, what the hell, we'll just share it So. But yeah, the uh, album, this compilation album, came out in 2015 on Dying Victims Productions, which is a pretty cool label name. <laughs> but um, but here we go. Hard to classify this one, but uh, interesting nonetheless. So from Austria, this is Death Storm with Burial Ritual. <laughs> Take a 
Deathstorm from Austria with Burial Ritual. Um, I still don't really know how to classify that, but it's cool. <laughs> I really enjoyed it. Uh, we're going to jump to Italy here for this next one. This band's been around since 2008, and it is one that I have heard of for quite a long time. Um, I can't remember when I first heard them, but uh, the one thing that stuck out to me the most was the guitar work being really exceptional, and uh, I haven't listened to this band very consistently over the years, and going back into this album and listening to it again, nothing's changed. Um, I still think the guitar work is amazing, and uh, a definite strong point of the band. The band is called Game Over, and uh, they have kind of uh, developed their sound so much so that they, I think, label themselves as like progressive thrash metal these days because they've just worked so much melody um, into their sound and um, they're just a really good band but I'm going to play something off of their second album because that one I think maybe that was the first one I ever saw of theirs but the um, the album cover just jumps out at you and uh, definitely makes you want to check out the music um, It's thrash is one of those genres I guess they all are to an extent, but Thrash especially is one where having a really badass album cover pays dividends because it really will draw people in to, to check it out uh, if the cover art is, is pretty awesome. So uh, that's what happened with me with this band. So, but yeah, I'm going to play something off of this second album called Burst Into the Quiet. It came out in June of 2014 on Scarlet Records and... Um, the, uh, yeah, the guitar work is just phenomenal. That's really the, the standout to me. But the song is great, and this album is great. Um, I admit I have not checked out anything beyond this. I've heard um, the debut, and I've heard this second album, but I have not heard the third and fourth, um, so I need to kind of get on that. But um, but yeah, here we are out of, out of Italy, off the album Burst Into the Quiet. This is Game Over with No More.
That was game over from Italy with no more. Um, they've just mastered their sound. They've mastered their instruments. Everything sounds very, very precise and perfect and well rehearsed. And yeah, it's just a really well crafted song and well crafted album. And uh, they just kind of use some slightly more interesting 
you know, drum patterns and things and some other thrash bands. And, uh, the, yeah, they're just kind of at the top of their game. But, um, okay, we're going to go to the USA here. Oops, I just bumped my mic stand. Sorry about that. Out of Buffalo, New York here. Uh, this band's been around since 08, and I admit that I have not heard of them at all. And it was just uh, something that I came across on that same Facebook group all about kind of newer thrash bands, and um, a band is called Hell Cannon. And I'm going to play something off of their debut. They have three albums, um, but yeah, this debut is the one that uh, somebody was kind of promoting on the page there that I checked out and liked it quite a bit because it was very intense and aggressive and uh, kind of borders on, you know, a more extreme uh, subgenre than thrash. I can't really... It's still thrashy, but it's just kind of almost black metal. Not black metal, I don't know. It's just got extreme vocals, pretty much, and not your typical kind of shouty thrash voice. But um, but yeah, they just kind of upped the intensity uh, compared to some of the other bands and songs that I've played on this episode. So it uh, kind of punches you right in the face. So here we go. Uh, the debut came out in December of 2010 on Butchered Records. It's called Infected with Violence. This is Hell Cannon from Buffalo, New York with Chainsaw Ripping Death. Yeah. 
right, that was Hell Cannon from Buffalo, New York with Chainsaw Ripping Death. I love the bass tone. I love just the intensity of their sound. Um, it's just been a nice discovery from that uh, Facebook page. But uh, now we're going to go to one that I remember from, uh, from magazines from years back with their uh, album art and everything uh, being advertised in there. They're from California in the USA. The band is Merciless Death, and uh, they existed from 2003 up until 2009, and then they disbanded and uh, got reformed. I guess kind of the the main man uh, from that band reformed it, and uh, I think it's a totally different lineup, but I think he just... He pretty much put the band to rest and kind of maintained that mindset that if he ever felt like he had some strong enough material lined up, then he would just kind of fire things back up and and keep rolling. And um, from what I understand, they have released um, a new album in 2015, maybe. I could be wrong on that, but I want to say it was around 2015 after that uh, bit of a hiatus but uh, I really just remember the first two records being advertised a lot in uh, in different metal magazines that I used to read all the time and uh, the cover art always jumped out at me and I remember liking their stuff uh, back in the day when I would listen to that and um, but yeah I haven't checked out the new one because I honestly um, did not know that they were (laughs) revived and active again and released the third album so now that i know that i'm gonna have to uh, dive in and check it out but um but yeah i'm gonna play something off of the second album the first album is is great the second album is equally as good in my opinion uh second album is called realm of terror and that came out in uh, may of 2008 on heavy artillery records and uh yeah there there really isn't much to say they kind of have a classic thrash look and album art and stuff like that it's still pretty uh, kind of gritty and and not the most crystal clear but it's kind of uh to the benefit of the music uh, in, in my opinion so this one really likes some of the riffs in this one so i decided to uh, to go for this tune so here we go from california off of the album realm of terror this is merciless death with the gate
Alright. That was Merciless Death from California with The Gate. Uh, we're going to keep it in the USA from here on out for the remainder of the episode. So we're going to Atlanta, Georgia. And uh, this one is uh, one that I have really, really enjoyed their debut. I can't remember how I came across it. Um, but it's just a really intense album. And I love the production. I love the vocals. Um, it's, it's really a damn near perfect uh, thrash album. The band is called Sadistic Ritual, and uh, they released their debut called Visionaire of Death in June of last year on Unspeakable Axe Records. And, um, yeah, it's, it's great. It's real harsh, and uh, it's not too pristine of a production or anything like that, but um, it's just aggressive. And like I said, I really like the vocals as well, but this is one that I go back to and listen to uh fairly frequently i actually just listened to it you know because preparing for this episode got me in the mood to listen to the record again so i was listening to the whole thing again uh, a couple of days this week while i was working and um it's just it's one of my favorite kind of modern day thrash albums so i figured i would save it towards the end of the episode and kind of make a strong uh, statement towards the end here so this is not the last song but it's the second to last song so Here we go from Atlanta, Georgia, off of the album Visionaire of Death. This is Sadistic Ritual with Executioner.
All right. That was Sadistic Ritual from Georgia with Executioner. I love that record. I really love that record. Um, Okay, well, we've reached that time where I need to announce the final song of the episode. I want to thank everybody for listening. I know that Thrash is not everyone's cup of tea, but it's something that I hold uh, near and dear to my heart because that's really kind of where I got my, my start in my musical career was uh, in high school, the little band that I had going, I really wanted it to be just a pure, full-on, like, thrash band, and um, I was just all about, you know, Metallica, Megadeth, Testament, Slayer, and started getting into the German scene with Destruction and Sodom and stuff like that, and, um, you know, the guitar player in that band was kind of going in a different direction, wanting to get it more melodic, almost like a Queensryche, Fate's Warning type sound, which is great, but it's just not what I was after at the time, and um, a singer singer could care less, he just wanted to, you know, score with chicks, that's really his whole goal of being in a band, so basically we were all three just moving in different directions, and it just didn't work out, but from there I just wanted to take it faster and more extreme and, uh, and heavier and stuff like that, so it eventually blossomed into a, you know, a death metal band. But uh, yeah, thrash was kind of like where I got my start as a drummer, and to this day, I think it's kind of the genre where I'm like most comfortable. Um, I just think this the style of drumming just suits my skill set, I guess. But um, but yeah, I still love thrash as much different stuff as I listen to. I still go back and listen to thrash records uh, pretty often and enjoy them as much now as I ever did. So. But yes, uh, thank you all for listening, and uh, if you want to tell others how they can listen, they can listen online at bloodandfireradio.podbean.com or on the free Podbean app, which I highly recommend. Uh, Also, the entire catalog of old and current episodes um, of the podcast are all available on Spotify as well. Any sort of feedback or comments or requests or anything like that, you can email me at bloodandfireradio at gmail.com. And, of course, please find and like the uh, Facebook page because any sort of, like, you know, poll questions or just news or updates regarding the podcast, it's all going to be posted there. So please find it and like it. So, All right. Let's close out strong here. This band is from Arizona, formed in 1984. Um, Any sort of thrash fans should be familiar with this band. The band is Flotsam and Jetsam. And they kind of got their claim to fame as being the band that Jason Newstead played in before he got selected to be the new bass player for Metallica. Uh, that's what prompted me to check them out many years ago, was just that fact. And um, really loved their stuff. The debut um, that Jason Newstead played on, uh, Doomsday for the Deceiver, is a great record. But honestly, I love the second record better. So I'm going to play something off of that. The record's called No Place for Disgrace, and the thing that was kind of the undoing here, not only, you know, not having Jason Newstead in the band anymore, but the production was pretty bad, and um, they did still get some some singles off of this, you know, some music videos on MTV and stuff like that, but um, it just wasn't as big as, as it should have been, in my opinion, but um, they re-recorded it in 2014, and pretty cool they got the original you know guitar player back and drummer and bass player who played on the actual album in 1988 they got them back for the re-recording in 2014 and they didn't really change much Uh, the tempo has changed in a couple of songs and like I don't think they did stuff to a click track back in 88 but on this new one they it sounds like they probably did 
but the production is better it's not like perfect pristine which is great like it still sounds like a a a clearer version of the song of course with modern production but it's not uh, too much so you know like Exodus did a re-recording of Bonded by Blood but to me they just made it sound way too slick and modern and this still retains some charm to it so um I'm going to play one of the kind of more aggressive songs off of it. I think Jason Newstead actually has a writing credit on this one. There's a few songs on No Place for Disgrace um, that he still has writing credits on, even though he didn't perform on the record. He was already in Metallica by this point. But um, but yeah, this song has a writing credit uh, of his, and it's uh, one of the best ones on the record. So I listen to this re-recording all the time because it's my favorite flotsam and jetsam record and it just sounds great it sounds way better than the uh the original as far as the quality goes so so here we go cheers everybody thank you again for listening and i hope to be back on track and uh churning out my next episode on time in two weeks so until then stay safe and we'll do this again so off of 1988's no place for disgrace This is uh, Flotsam and Jetsam with a re-recording of I Live, You Die. Drop!